I'm Alan Hall, and I'm here with the founder and CEO of Intelstore, Phil Totaro, and this is your newsflash. Over in India, Adani Group will be unveiling its new 5.2 megawatt wind turbine, which it just received provisional certificate for. The turbine will be built with technology from W2E, or Wind to Energy, which is based in Germany. The turbine is touted as India's largest wind turbine and one of the world's largest onshore machines. Adani Group is emphasizing local sourcing for uh, projects for this wind turbine, and it's also involved in solar and green hydrogen. And, and Phil, it seems like part of the output of these wind turbines, and 5.2 megawatt is a big machine, is that they're headed to create green hydrogen over in India. Absolutely. So Adani Group, for those that don't know, is uh, owned and controlled um, by one of the wealthiest families in, uh, in India. And they've made uh, significant strides in investing in project development um, through Adani Energy uh, and various subsidiaries um, there, as well as other uh, uh, countries throughout uh, Southeast Asia. Um, they definitely have an interest in kind of expanding what they're doing. Um, but this is interesting because they're they're kind of adopting the same type of business model that a lot of the Western European OEMs um, had uh, going back a few decades where they'd, they'd have their development arm and then they'd have like a, a turbine or uh, in their case, they're also pursuing a significant amount of solar uh, manufacturing uh, capacity. Um, they actually, it's it's gone largely unnoticed and I, I'm glad we're talking about this today because uh, it did come out in, in the news. Um, but they also raised more than $300 million to um, support this um, wind turbine manufacturing capacity and their solar um, manufacturing capacity in India. Um, so they have very big designs on uh, expanding their capability and, and being a serious player in a global market. Avant Grid seeks dismissal of Nike's $31 million lawsuit related to the Texas freeze in 2021. Avant Grid is defending itself and maintains that the wind farm that was that did get frozen and the, and the payments that happened from ERCOT, which it received almost $30 million for, uh, belong to Avant Grid. Nike disagrees. Nike thinks part of its virtual power purchase agreement that Avant Grid owes him that money. Now, Phil, can you explain where this money is coming from, ERCOT, to begin with? Yes. So this goes back to, as you mentioned, this uh, issue in Texas where there was um, a freeze in you know, kind of average temperatures, um, wind energy, a lot of wind energy tripped offline, um, solar and natural gas pipes froze. There was a, you know, unfortunately a few people died from this. Um, and it was a, it was altogether a terrible situation where the money's coming from is basically ERCOT has said that, all right, we'll cover, um, certain fees up to a point because, you know, the intraday price for, for power on the merchant market spiked to like something like $9,000 a megawatt hour or some preposterous number. Um, and so they said, all right, well, we'll cover you a little bit of that money, but, you know, according to whatever type of um, commercial agreement you have with whatever power off taker there is, and in this case, it's, you know, Avant Grid, uh, Iberdrola's subsidiary of Avant Grid in the US and uh, and Nike, um, it's going to come down to whatever terms they had in that uh, virtual PPA that basically dictates how much of the money actually does belong to Nike. It's I not having seen their specific agreement, 
Um, I can't say whether or not Nike's actually entitled to any of this money, but it's certainly a distinct possibility because this isn't the first time that a lawsuit like this has happened. Uh, Citigroup has also uh, gone after some of the IPPs in Texas, um, and there's it's still being litigated. So I don't think this is the end of, of this situation either. Well, it seems like from Avon Grid's point of view that they did a tremendous amount of work to keep their assets running during that that freeze, and their employees worked really hard to to do that. And as part of th- that effort, they got paid by ERCOT thirty million dollars. And that their claim is, and contractually, they seem to be arguing contractually that Nike is not entitled to that to those funds. Uh, it's it's surprising to me that Nike 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 and Avon Grid are in the same place, right? They're both in Oregon, so they're suing one another in state court up in Oregon. And what's what's interesting, I guess, is again, it depends on what's specifically in their their power purchase contract. The only thing I could think that might entitle Nike to any money would be the liquidated damages associated with any downtime. Um, but again, because this was a force majeure type of you know natural catastrophe event, I, I, I mean, I'm unfortunately not a lawyer, so I can't really speculate on how that's going to play out. But like I said, I mean, there there are multiple cases that have been filed in Texas, in New York, um, and now in Oregon that are dealing with this, this exact same issue. Um, resulting from that same weather event in in February 2021. The Ventura Group is going to acquire the Dutch offshore company Cape Holland, and Cape Holland's specialty is vibro pilings, where they drive uh, large monopiles in using a vibration technique and and really complicated equipment. It's super cool to watch on YouTube. Uh, This acquisition is going to enhance Ventura's foundations in offshore wind services. Now, Phil, this seems like an obvious connection of two companies that are going to be in offshore wind, Cape Holland with massive capabilities and obviously Ventura Group and just being a, a large industrial company. Seems like a good fit. Yeah. And like you mentioned, I mean, the... Cape Holland technology is is incredibly exciting and fascinating. Like it's it is cool to watch um, this this uh, vibro piling concept. Sadly, it doesn't work in all soil conditions. Although I'm sure there's ways of you know kind of enhancing some of the technology um, to be able to handle that for for kind of all monopiles everywhere. Um, but what they've been able to do with some trial runs, I think they've done. Um, I want to say in Holland. And maybe they did a demo in Belgium or Germany. I, I kind of forget, unfortunately, but um, they've they've been kind of developing this technology for a while, and it, it's actually a really great fit for uh, for somebody like the Ventara Group. It's a low noise method of driving monopiles, and noise is an issue, particularly in the United States. There's a lot of concern about that with all the the sea life whales, in in particular. If they want to do it as quietly as possible, this is one of the ways to do it. So I'm curious if this is focused on the United States because it would make a lot of sense. It will be possible to use in the United States. Actually, that's a great point because our um, project, a lot of our project sites are um, at just the right kind of uh, distance from shore and just the right water depth. We also do have um, areas where um, you wouldn't be able to necessarily use um you know other types of technology, so this viral piling would be a, a a great fit for that. We've got 
Um, certainly in the areas around um, South Carolina, for instance, where the Kitty Hawk project will will go, uh, and even maybe the Coastal Virginia Offshore Wind Project, where you've got the kind of soft soil, um, this is a great fit for for those type of projects. Yeah, it's a cheaper, faster way of driving monopiles. Really smart acquisition by Ventera. To learn more about mergers, acquisitions, and partnerships in wind energy, check out Intelstore at intelstore.com. Intelstore.com.